The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Radio Tony with Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Radio Tony. Your safe space for tough conversations, exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony. Building resilience. Talking Trauma. Radio Tony. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Radio Tony. Difficult conversations and bringing hope to listeners. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia on W4WN. Hello, everyone. Good evening, America, and good morning, Australia. You're listening to Tony Lontis live on Radio Tony. We have a jam-packed show today, so just a quick intro because we are talking to three wonderful guests today, the first of which will be Donna, who I'll introduce to you shortly, followed by Kerry and Yogita. But firstly, a quick word from my sponsors. So Kerry Hort-Rowe is the brain behind brain thinking. She's a business motivator who believes that there is nothing better than a fresh set of eyes to have a look through your business and see how it's working. She's also a profiler and she has a HBDI map that processes the way that you think and later in the show we'll be talking to Kerry just about that and we'll let you know what HBDI stands for. She's also a speaker, a strong independent woman who has been on her journey for many, many years. She uses her story of her own tragedies and triumphs to inspire people and motivate them. And uh, my second Sponsor for today is the wonderful Tracy Tully, and Tracy Tully is a speaker, mentor, and author in Mastering Fear, Building Courage, and Resilience by Unlocking the Power of Your Voice. She shows you how to unlock your voice, amplify your presence, and build courage and strength in resilience. And we won't be talking to Tracy today, but we will be talking to her next week. But I'll be giving you a little bit more information about Tracy. And of course, we'll be talking live to Kerry later in the show. So before we get into the show, uh, I just wanted to tell you a little bit about our first guest today. Our first guest today is Donna Lee Perfect. Donna Lee is a survivor of childhood domestic violence and trauma. She spent a large part of her teenage years living with a schizophrenic alcoholic murderer. As a lifeline suicide prevention counsellor and expert on resilience, Donna Lee is passionate about building resilience, curbing domestic violence and bullying in our community. These passionate backbones of her were 
inspired her to develop the Dream Guards Tour of Resilience, the Perfect Peace Program and the Dream Guards Ambassador Program in hundreds of schools across Australia. She is the winner of the 2018 International Women's Day Leadership Ambassador Award in Social Justice and Equality and recent author of the children's books, The Adventures of Jessie and the Rockstar Children's Series. And we will be talking to Donna Lee after a tiny break in a moment. She speaks uh, in schools and corporate charity events across the world and most recently shared her inspirational story on the inaugural Her Story Women's Global Empowerment Conference in Las Vegas. So we will be talking to Donna shortly. And yes, Willow, I did say a murderer. And yes, Donna's responding. She definitely did live with a murderer. And we'll talk briefly about that when we talk to Donna in a minute. Zara wants to know, do we all have a voice? Well, Zara, I absolutely believe passionately that we all have a voice. It's just a matter of learning how to use it. And my friend Tracy can help you with that. And also, many of the other guests that we have on our show have uh, speaking speak professionally all over the world, and they too believe that everyone has a voice and just learning how to use it is the most important start in the step. So we are actually going to pop on to a tiny break, and when we come back, I'm going to introduce you to the amazing Donna Lee Perfect to tell her story. Over to you, Rebel. Radio Tony, bringing social consciousness, this time every Thursday evening, live from the Gold Coast, Australia, on W4WN. Radio Tony, with Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. And welcome back to Radio Tony. You're live with your host, Tony Lontis, and we have our first guest today, Donna Lee. How are you? I'm fabulous. Thank you so much for, again, another opportunity with you, Tony. I really, truly appreciate it. So the plan for this morning was we really wanted to talk about your children's books, but I'm just wondering if you might answer our listeners' questions and just give a brief overview of your traumatic childhood. Okay. So my trauma started when I was seven years old, um, waking to the piercing screams of my mum and uh, jumping out of bed. I tiptoed to the corridor and saw a look on my mum's face I'll never forget. It was a look of total terror as I watched my father chase her down the staircase with a knife. And as she as she uh, reached for the sliding door to try and escape, she uh, the, I witnessed my father drive the knife deep into her back. She uh, she stumbled along the side path to the front of the house and and collapsed to the ground, and uh, it was the most devastating moment of my life to to uh, to witness that as a seven year old. And uh, within a few moments. There were crowds of people and sirens around and and I watched my father drive off in the back of a police car. And within uh, within a few days, we were all separated, my twin brother, my older brothers and sister, and we were put into foster homes. 
and uh, I went to 13 foster homes and 13 schools. And uh, th this time in, in foster homes was incredibly traumatic. I was abused and I was bullied in schools and it, you know, suffering with trauma, suffering, suffering with tr separation and then, you know, ongoing trauma and ongoing abuse and bullying was extremely difficult, extremely difficult childhood for me. Um, but Tony, I, I just have a really fond memory of the first foster home that I was at and it was the only happy foster home out of the 13 was this Catholic mother. She was a single mum of two young daughters and I was incredibly traumatised when I arrived at this home. It was immediately after the murder of my mum. And, and you were seven, weren't you, Donna? I was seven. I was seven years old. Um, and I uh, I remember this, this mum, she used to read stories to me in bed at night and these were really precious moments. These stories enabled me to escape the reality of my trauma for a few moments and into the story. And it just gave me a respite, you know. It gave me this moment of peace in my life. And, uh, you know, that's that was the happy kind of one happy moment, really, in, in the third yeah. foster homes. So, Donna, um, a number of questions coming in. Um, Leo, no, Donna's father did not care. He was an alcoholic schizophrenic and uh, subsequently went to jail, which is the reason why Donna and her siblings were put into foster care in so many homes. Mm. And, Donna, just briefly, there was a moment when you were 12 that uh, was also pretty traumatic for you. Yes. yes, it was. It was incredibly difficult. When I was 12, I was uh, given a very, very difficult decision to make, and it's a decision that no 12-year-old should ever have had to have made, and that was the, the, the social worker came to the house and he said to, to me, now this was after six years of foster abuse, um, Donna, yes. you've got two choices. You can stay in foster care until you're 18 and free to leave. And to me, that was like, well, just to put up with the suffering and the abuse that I had already received in six years and the constant moving and shifting and yes. instability. Or to return to your father, who has been released from prison. Uh, but the most difficult part of this was to return back to the home where he murdered my mum. And I can't even begin to imagine that the authorities would even allow that kind of thing to happen. And just a bit of background for our listeners, for children pay, placed in foster homes, rarely do they get to stay in one spot with one family for an extended period of time. They are often, for whatever reasons, and there's many reasons, either the foster family can no longer care for them, there's a change in policy, a change in government, there's many, many reasons why children are swapped around multiple foster homes across multiple sites, and that is definitely Donna Lee and her family's experience. Yes. Many, many homes separated from her siblings and then at 12, being asked to decide to keep going with that tract or go home to her father to the place where she saw her mother murdered um, and live with a schizophrenic alcoholic father 
And in Donna's 12-year-old mind, the option of being reunited with her siblings, even though going home was a scary thing, seemed to be the best option for her, when in fact neither were good options for 12-year-old Donna Lee. Yes, exactly. You've got that. So that was my, you know, it was it was the ultimate for me was to be reunited with my family, no matter how dysfunctional it was. I mean, yeah. you know being in strange homes with strangers ongoing over and over was incredibly traumatizing and you know I, I think it was a it was a combination of you know we were occasionally we were put together and then we would be separated then we'd be put together yeah. I'm talking about my siblings and yes. my twin and I and so you know it was probably a, a, a combination of reasons why we had to move and move and move but we're talking about 40 years ago nearly now so the the, the Obviously, the the systems changed and hopefully improved we a little. Hope the, the systems changed back then. <laughs> I was going to say, and and Robin wants to know: Did no one help you in foster care? Well, no. counselling and and help that is available today was not readily available back then. This is you know a substantial amount of time ago. But um, Donna, I'd like to just quickly touch on the help that you did get at around about uh, 17, 18 years of age? Yes. So uh, I got to a really dark place in my life. I'd uh, dropped out of high school at 16. I was taking some deadbeat jobs and I, I actually um, was fired from my first job. And I realised, you know, I, I was uh, taking marijuana quite regularly. I was on uh, drinking because my father, that was kind of something that he really encouraged me from a young age. It, it justified his drinking habit. And so I was in a dark place. And I remember one night reaching out to Lifeline just at my wit's end. And I pretty much offloaded my entire story to the counsellor, the poor woman on the other side. And she was just dumbfounded and she said, look, I think you really need to come and invest some time into working through your your trauma and everything you've been through in your life and have some face-to-face counselling. And that was the best thing. It was a turning point in my life. And uh, after I'd gone through lots of different treatments, psychologists, hypnotherapy, cognitive behavioural therapy, I I became a lifeline telephone counsellor on the phones in Sydney for two years and with suicide prevention training. And that was an amazing time in my life to be able to help others because of my experiences and, and give back. So... That was that was yes. That was the beginning of life getting better for you, wasn't it, Donna? It was absolutely, absolutely. So from then, I, I went on to high school and and uh, went back to high school, should I say? And and I did an apprenticeship in clothing design and and uh, did very well at that. In fact, I got the top trade certificate marks in New Zealand and I won the Golden Shears Apprentice of the Year award, which just blew me away. It was like I. I had no self-belief or self-confidence at all. So to think that I could have achieved that sort of thing was just, you know, astounding to me, completely astounding. So, yes. Yeah, so wants to, Donna Joby wants to know, where did you find the strength? And well, it is an amazing concept that a 17-year-old found the strength to reach out and start to get the help that you so desperately sought. 
Yes, I think there was an awareness that I'm on my own. I am in control and responsible for my own life now. I've got no parents, no grandparents, no one that, you know, is going to rescue me or save me except myself. So it was, I think, resilience is innate in each and every Mm -hmm. one of us. And we just need to tap into it. We need to believe in ourselves and know that we can overcome any adversity in our lives and live a life of purpose, passion and flourish. And it's just believing in that process and knowing that we are born, born with this. And, you know, we're all born perfectly unique in our own way. So, you know, we just need to tap into that resilience, know that we can overcome it. And and um, that's what I did. I had this determination and I, you know, it was just a survival determination that was innate in me and I believe in, innate in everyone. And that your story and your traumatic childhood led you to writing for children and developing programs for children. So right at this moment, Donna is about to launch her first children's books, So did you always think that you wanted to write children's books or did that just come about organically from your passion to help children, particularly in traumatic situations, experiencing bullying, etc.? Yes, look, it's certainly an organic thing. And actually, it came about by a challenge that my husband put to me. He had a conversation with his mentor and his mentor said, you've got to write a book, Michael, and and I'm going to make you accountable. And every week you've got to check in with me and send a chapter to me. And I thought that was a great idea. He turned to me and he said, how about you, Donald? Are you going to be in on this challenge? Are you going to write a book? And I thought, yeah. I've, I, I, there's a book in me for sure. Yeah. But it wasn't a children's book. And all of a sudden, this kind of idea I've got to write children's books. I've got to write children's books about my daughter and yes. our rescue dog. And these are going to be stories that are going to leave a life lesson at the end of these stories for children and parents about compassion, about kindness, about treating people and animals with respect and love. Yeah. And, um, but it's Rocky Rockstar teaching Jess a lesson. And um, they just were channeled to me. I, it was just the most phenomenal experience. And so uh, this has been the start. And, and the, the beautiful synergy of this, uh, you know, when I look back now, I'd say, well, because of that profound experience I had as a seven-year-old yes. being read to, um, you know, I think this was kind of uh, uh, something in my um, subconscious that sort of said, well, this is what you need to do first. You need to re- write stories that will help children heal or help actually connect. Yes. Or grandparents or caregivers to their children through a mindful moment of sharing stories. And I believe this is such a valuable thing. I, I read stories to my beautiful two children and they remember them today. I mean, I part of this challenge was actually to read a children's story on a, on a stage community um, Facebook group. And yes. it was reading a children's book. And after I'd read, written this first book, my husband came home from a cruise and I read the story, this 
first story, Puppy Rescue, to him. And he said, oh, my God, that's amazing. That is so good. And I said, oh, and I've been I've been invited to read a children's story on this online Facebook page. And I've been asking the children what they love, what, they, what the favorite story is I read to them when they were children. And they said, we're going on a bear hunt. And I said, yeah, <laughs> I love that story. It was one of my favorites, too. And I really get into the character when I read. And, and yeah. I couldn't find this book anywhere. And I knew I had it, but I couldn't find it. And Michael, I said, I can't find the book. And Michael said, you're reading your story, aren't you? And I mm. said, I hadn't even thought of that. And he said, of course you're going to read your story. That This story is phenomenal and people need to hear it. So I read this as part of this challenge online on a, on a Facebook challenge as well. And I got so much amazing feedback. In fact, one of my biggest mentors, Vin Gyeong, he's an international inspirational magician and speaker. And he lives in California. Yeah. And uh, he was so blown away with my reading because of the character and how I throw myself into the characters. He said, I've got to buy those books as soon as, and they've got to come out on audio. You've got to be reading them. And only just this morning, Tony, after I got off um, speaking with you, I've had a, a bulk order from my biggest mentor in the world from Vin Gyeong in California. These books are going over there to him. And um, he actually wrote a review on these books, which are on the back cover. And I'm so proud that he's he's represented on the back cover of these books. So it's so exciting. Um, but the exciting thing about these books too is that I've decided to support a local charity here on the yes. Gold Coast. Well, it's actually not just the Gold Coast, Australia. Yes. And this charity is Paradise Kids. And Paradise Kids offer an amazing grief and loss program for children in our community. Yeah. And these are kids that are suffering from divorce, from separation, from death, and sadly from parents that are suiciding. Yes. And um, also um, parents that are ice addicts and this kind of thing, you know, drug addicts. And so this, this program is phenomenal and they don't get much government support or help. Yeah. And... Anyway, my daughter, in my first um, marriage breakup, my daughter did this grief and loss program at Paradise Kids, and it had a profound impact on her confidence and her well-being, and she's actually still got the teddy that the children get at the end of the six-week program. She has that sitting next to her bed. And so I decided that... um, that I wanted to support this amazing charity that helped my child. And um, so what I've done is I have uh, put given them a page in the back of the book so they uh-huh. can share their services with, with the community about what they do. And yeah. I've also given them a space on our DreamGuards free app. So they are the 12th life-saving support service on this app. And um, I've also decided to donate a percentage of the books Puppy Rescue and Tiger to their service just as a way to give back to them and help them with this amazing grief and loss program which I wish I had when I was a seven-year-old going through the trauma I was experiencing. So essentially why you wanted to write the children's books and 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 let's be clear you had no experience writing until when did you start writing the children's books i started writing these children's books 13 months ago and i um one one sunday morning when it was pouring down with rain after i'd finished writing it i rang ocean reef publishing who is my publisher and i read the first story over the phone to him 
And he was blown away. He said, well, first of all, not many authors actually get to read their story to me because it was a, it's a children's book. It's only 800 words or something. It was yeah. achievable. And he said, but the way you read it, Donna, the way you threw yourself and the characters and everything, I was co- totally transcended into the storyline. And he said, you have to print this. But the thing is, you've got to put two out because if you are going to do this as a series, you need yes. to print Prove to your audience that this is a series by writing two books. So I said, oh, wow, okay, so I've got to write my second book now. So I got straight onto it, and the second book is Tiger. And the reason why it's called Tiger is because we have so many people, kids and adults, coming up to us in the park and in the be- at the beach saying to Rocky Rockstar, our rescue dog, wow, mum, look, it's a tiger. Or <laughs> someone saying, it's a Tasmanian tiger. And he really does look like, a, like his, his stripes look like a tiger. So, so that's why that was the influence of the second book and, uh, you know, the start of that. And, and the amazing thing, just going back to my childhood with the foster homes, after many, many years, the New Zealand government investigated my file. It took eight years. And I got a tiny bit of compensation money for the abuse I, I ex- experienced. And I wanted that money to make a significant impact on children's lives moving forward. And so I put that money aside. And it's just phenomenal that the cost of these two children's books have completely, you know, been exactly the same amount of money that I got compensated for. So the synergy is just phenomenal. So it's all the cycle of life has come back with supporting Paradise Kids with, uh, you know, this money and being able to publish these books and get a good message out there about how we should be rescuing animals more. And, you know, so... And anim- the, the synergy between animals and, and healing, particularly after trauma, yeah. is significant to note as well. Yeah. And so the books are in pre-release now. And for our listeners, I've actually put up a, car- a number of links for Donna. So I put up where you can buy the um, wonderful children's books from they're in pre-release which means they're getting ready to be published i've also put up a a link for donna um on youtube um and some links to the other things that she's involved with um but just quickly the you don't just the pre-sale is amazing actually because what you get It's only for an ex, uh, another nine days, I believe, the pre-sale. So what you get is you get the uh, – if you buy the bundle, it's the, it's the, it's the puppy, puppy Rescue and the Tiger Book signed by myself, Jessie, yeah. and a footprint by Rocky Rockstar. You get a photograph of Rocky Rockstar and Jess, which is signed. You get a uh, bookmark, a Rocky Rockstar bookmark. You get a Dream Guards Peace wristband, which is part of the Dream Guards program that we run in schools. You also get a Smarty Bag activity bag, which is a really cool bag full of uh, things for children, like mindful um, activities, colouring in, join the dots, all this kind of stuff. And then you also get um, the animated videos. Now, these are amazing. So this is me rating the books in animated form. So this is all just during the pre-sale. This is the package that you get um, when you buy now in the next few days. And um, so you want to so jump just again. Jump on to that link, which starts in the chat box. It starts with shop, uh, and it's on Donna Lee's uh, website, which is Donna-Lee, L-E-I-G-H, perfect.com forward slash shop 
forward slash. And that's where you can get this pre-release deal. What a great Christmas idea to give the children in your life, the grandkids, um, an amazing package specially put forward um, for pre-release of your books. Um, Now, I have a question from Missy and Piffy. Please feel free. Ah, there you go. Missy, Donna's answered your question. Reach out to Ocean Reeve Publishing. They're on the Gold Coast in Australia. And if you're an American listening to this program, you do realise that doing things in Australia or purchasing things in Australian dollars gives you almost two bangs for your buck, uh, so to speak. And uh, so that's a great thing for our US listeners. Um, Just quickly, Donna, before we run out of time, I really would like to talk about the Dream Guards apps and some of the children's programs that you run across Australia. Oh, thank you. So the Dream Guards, uh, we inspire self-belief, build resilience in children and adults, and we empower them with our unique peace tools to stand up to bullying and abuse in their lives. Because we need to, uh, we need to really curb childhood, um, you know, anxiety, depression, eating, and suicide, and suicide from bullying, and of course domestic violence. We're losing one woman a week to domestic violence in Australia. That is not okay. Um, So we've developed this dream. Guards app and it has 12 life-saving support services on it so lifeline kids helpline headspace uh, a dv1800 number it's got um, e-safety commissioner for if you're getting bullied online and uh, then there's kids, uh, kids uh, paradise kids and a number of other services on there so what you do is you click on the link you can reach out uh, they go directly to any one of those services websites where you can download further information we also have meditations and visualizations on this app that Michael Bennett and I have narrated ourselves so it's an opportunity for you to listen to a three minute five minute ten minute meditation or visualization before an exam before um, a business meeting or a job interview and relax and just um, you know chill out a bit then we also have the Rocky Rockstar now I'm reading famous children's stories on this app and there's uh, also it's connected to the YouTube channel so reading stories with Rocky Rockstar so it's my it's our rescue dog sitting on the couch with me while I'm reading stories. So How uh, amazing. Schools are listening to this now in, in, in class. The children are uh, listening to these stories and uh, loving Rocky Rockstar. So it's, uh, it's, it's really fantastic. So we go into schools all over Australia and we have a perfect peace program, which is aligned to the Australian curriculum and it reinforces all the messages we share in our live stage Dream Guards show. Um, in classroom activities, and we have the Dream Guard Ambassador Program, empowering kids to find solutions to their own problems, and building resilience, uh, connecting Australia through through the Ambassador Program. So, um, you know, get on get on the DreamGuards.com.au website, and if you've got a school, if you're a teacher, if you're a principal, if you're a parent, reach out to your school or your principal and get the Dream Guards in there. And if you're a business, we do keynote presentations, and Michael Bennett and I speak on stages all around the world. And you do enjoy speaking in the corporate environment to adults as well as children because these skills are most helpful to children but also equally helpful for adults. Well, yes, we 
45 billion dollars a year and australia is spent on the uh, serious side effects of bullying in the workplace so it's a massive massive uh, um, situation and what we do with our keynotes is very very unique we weave magic inspirational messages story showing uh, sometimes even balloon artistry with keynotes and on stages so it's uh, it's not like any keynote you've ever seen before. It's not like somebody standing up doing a lecture with a PowerPoint, I tell you that much. It's and I can vouch for Donna's power on stage. Uh, just two quick questions from Charles and Jasmine. If they go to your site to purchase the books, do you have PayPal? Yes, we have PayPal, we have credit card, so um, and I believe direct deposit as well. So you can choose any one of those and you'll and get it will be help. For those in the US, it will be directly converted to Australian dollars. So you don't, you just have to click on the button, correct? That's right. Yes, that's yeah. right. Through PayPal, that does all that automatically. That'll automatically do that for you, Jasmine. So jump onto that site and grab those pre release packages. Um, again, particularly wonderful package in pre release because once pre release ends in eight days, there will just, it will just be the books from then on. Correct, that's Donna. Right. That's right, and the books will go up a little bit as well. So there's a special discounted price right now. Um, so the books are seventeen ninety five or thirty uh, thirty five thirty four ninety thirty four dollars ninety, I believe, for Australian dollars. Yes, yes, that's right. So what an amazing so that's quite a bargain for our uh, US listeners. Absolutely. Um, the books. I think are going to be a resounding success as are all your initiatives for training, helping children and parents. Before we run out of time, I would really like to just mention your work with the global gratitude chain. Um, before I do that, Jasmine, are the packages up on the site someplace? Yes, uh, sure. Yeah. Are. Here's my website. You can go on there and, um, that's where they'll be. Um, so jump on there and you can purchase them there. Thank you, Jasmine. Jasmine. Up in the, in the top of the chat box, right up the top, the, one of the first things I put up was, and uh, it looks like shop Donna-Lei. That's the link to the books, just so you know. Thank you. Um, so sorry, Donna. Back to your work. So with the global the, gratitude chain. This has been yes. a phenomenal, uh, you know, uh, kind of experience. So uh, I had a, a family reach out to me one night, very late, eleven thirty. A father reached out to me because his her, his daughter was being bullied. Year nine, a fourteen year old girl, and uh, she was suicidal. And he was absolutely beside himself. So I uh, I offered to go to the family's home the next day and I bought um, some resources with me. And one of the resources was uh, From Bully to Brilliant, an amazing uh, resource book that we use as part of our Perfect Peace program. And it's a book by Karen Clark, a friend of ours, and a phenomenal book. And uh, I took that along with some amazing, uh, you know, inspiring messages uh, printouts that she could put on her mirror, this uh, yes. young girl, and look at and read in the mornings when she wakes up and goes to school. And I shared my story 
And the story really, really was, I think, the, the anchor for the family and for herself. She was completely moved and with what I was doing. Within three weeks, we had a community event, Dream Guards Showcase in the community, and she offered to volunteer her time at the showcase event. And one of the activities at the showcase event was I wanted people to write down something they were grateful for in their life on a piece of paper. And at that event, uh, Leana, she, um, this is a beautiful girl that was being bullied. She created a ch the chain with these links that people had written. And this became the start of the global gratitude chain movement. I've been receiving these links from all over the world, from Brazil, Hong Kong, Singapore, America, Ireland, um, Germany, New Zealand, Australia. They're coming in from everywhere. Schools, uh, the local school here, Varsity College, 3,000 students have come on board. Uh, we need, uh, so what we've done is we're applying for a Guinness World Record. That is the longest gratitude chain in the world. And so it's, listeners, if you want to be part of a Guinness World Record attempt, yeah, that's right. Click on the the link that I put up to Donna's Global Gratitude Chain Facebook page and yeah. get on board. Sorry, Donna, go yeah. ahead. Board this Global Gratitude Chain, which is lifting the vibrational energy of our world through a mindful moment of gratitude, and it is phenomenal. I mean, my husband is collecting links on cruise ships all around the world, and he's he's making these beautiful videos of uh, people that are writing and and children and adults and and the profound shares of gratitude. Um, people saying that they are grateful they have families have escaped the Bosnian war and survived people wow. that are grateful that they have uh, escaped you know uh, survived suicide attempts and then children that are you know grateful for an orange or a roof over their head it's just absolutely beautiful so and Donna you know, what mm. about the little blind boy oh Oh, that was the last, this was the cruise that Michael was just on, on the ovation of the seas. And oh, I was moved to tears at this video. If you get a chance to get on the Global Gratitude Chain Facebook page and have a look at the last video my husband put up, and there was there's a little blind boy and they the, the, the parents put the dots on the Gratitude Chain link so he could fill in around the dots and write I am grateful for and what he wanted to write oh my gosh I was absolutely like uh, tearing up with that it was just so beautiful and the lovely volunteer that was collecting links from people on the cruise ship stopping people and going you've got to write a link you've got to write a link because she so believed in it and this lady had recently lost her son in, um, in a car accident and oh. she was really uh, really, um, you know, in tune with how important practicing gratitude is to our mental health each and every day. It, you know, it's phenomenal how it can improve our mental health. In fact, so Donna, yeah. let's tell our listeners your plans for this global okay. uh, gratitude well, chain. So apart from being a Guinness World Record, and we need five football fields for that Guinness World Record, and we're halfway there. We have two and a half football fields. We need two and a half more football fields. We've got gratitude angels all around the world that are collecting links in, on trains and buses and schools and cafes. So if you want to be part of that, we'd love you to get on, get on board. But you need to send your link, which is, um, you know, uh, six centimetres by 21 centimetres, to me, Donna Lee, with a hyphen, L-E. IGH Perfect, P.O. Box 70, Varsity Lakes, Queensland, 
4227 Australia and uh, you will your link will be laminated and it will be connected on to the global gratitude chain and this global gratitude chain is going to be going on the Alan DeGeneres show that is the vision so if you know anyone that knows Alan DeGeneres if you know Alan DeGeneres then please or reach you know out. someone who knows Alan DeGeneres Absolutely. Reach out to me because we are going to get this global gratitude chain on her show and I see it flowing from the car park into the studio and it's going to be draping on people in the audience, connecting the world through a mindful moment of gratitude as it flows up onto the stage to Ellen DeGeneres. So this is the vision. It's going to happen. And anybody that wants to be in that audience, well, let's make it happen. Let's make this happen. Donna, let's just do that address again. It's Donna Lee Perfect, P.O. Box. 70, Varsity Lakes. 70. Yes. I'm just typing this on the screen as you say it. Thank you. Varsity Lakes. Varsity Lakes. Queensland. Queensland, Australia. And that's 4227, Queensland, 4227. 4227. Okay, guys, that's up. So it's uh, to do a link is really simple. It's a piece of paper, six centimetres or two and a quarter inches in uh, the imperial scale by 21 centimetres, which is, correct me if I'm wrong, six and a half inches long. Uh, look, or I don't. thereabouts. Sorry, I have no idea. Mary Beth, you can probably help. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. That's Sorry. fine. The details are on the Facebook link that we've just put up. You write just what you're grat- grateful for, yes. send them off to Donna, and yes. she will laminate them and add them to the global uh, gratitude chain, and yes. then she will continue her campaign to get on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Absolutely. And I'm in Vegas in March 2020. So perhaps that could be the date. I'm, I'm speaking at an anti-slavery conference. Um, and so this is, you know, this is where I believe this is all going to happen with Alan I agree. <laughs> so, Donna, I'm so sorry, but we are out of time this morning and we have to pop on for a quick break. But thank you so much for sharing all your knowledge with our listeners this morning. Uh, listeners, just I'm going to go to a break and put up some more links in the break. Um, jump onto Donna's site and grab those books in pre-release for great Christmas presents for the children and grandchildren. Um, thank you so much, Donna, Le- Donna Lee, for talking on Radio Tony today. Over to you, Rebel. Thank you. Keeping the conversation going on the suppressed social and moral issues, this is Radio Tony on W4WN. Keep the conversation going. Direct assistance. Call Radio Tony. Hello. 561-623-9421 on W4WN Radio Guest Skype.
just to get close to you Could burn something today And I'll run for miles just to get a taste Tony on W4WN, a platform for the unheard. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Radio Tony. We have our next guest, and I'm so delighted to introduce you all to Kerry Hort Rowe, the brain behind brain thinking. How are you, Kerry? Good morning, Tony. I'm fantastic. It's a beautiful, cool morning here in Western Australia, and um, I'm very happy to be on your show. Thank you so much for spending time this morning to come on my show. Uh, Just for our listeners, Western Australia, where Kerry is, is about six and a half hours flight on the western side of Australia. Radio Tony is broadcast from the eastern side of of Australia on the Gold Coast. So Kerry, it's quite early in the morning for Kerry, so I'm very appreciative of her time today. So Kerry, I promised our the listeners that we would talk about brain thinking 
and what HBDI was. So before we do that, do you want to tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself? Okay, a little bit about myself is that I'm one of these very lucky children that grew up in an amazing, loving uh, family home. Um, went to uh, school, high school, Had um, did an apprenticeship in hairdressing. I actually wanted to be a mechanic, but back in the um, late 80s, uh, no one would look at a female mechanic. So I went hairdressing. So it was sort of, you know, in the family. So from there, um, left, met an amazing man at college. He used to drop off his younger brothers. And um, years later, we got together. So he yes. was my college sweetheart and um, over the years we raised four beautiful children but unfortunately in 2003 he passed away from leukemia and left me with four children so I had to fight um, the government a bit and Centrelink and a few other things and unfortunately we didn't have life insurance the company we were with went under and we had to um Back then, there was no mobile phones or anything else. So I did it all the old-fashioned way by letting your fingers do the walking on the um, yellow pages. But in the meantime, he was diagnosed with leukaemia. Of course, no one would touch us. So when he died, it left me with massive bills. We had uh, units and cars and property. And so I had to sell it all and start again. And, And I did it. 41, I was a widow with four children. Um, and the eldest was turned 20 in between his death and funeral. Then the next one turned um, 15 just after his funeral, and then the two girls turned 18 and 13 just um, the month later. So it was pretty hard going from there. So anyway, so we slowly moved on. I, um, I was with a company and they were absolutely amazing, but the money wasn't enough because we had lost our um, our main income. Yeah. So from there, we, um, we slowly moved on. I rebuilt because my late husband was a builder. Yeah. And so from there, I um, built a home. We moved in. My youngest was now 20. She yeah. wanted to do something one day and never made it to the modeling shoot where she was off to and had a car accident and broke her neck. So we started all over again with our family. And so from that, we have become a very, very strong family. Um, And listening to Donna's story and when I get up and speak is that we all go through something. Some is major, some is small, some, you know, whatever it is, it's, it's big to that person. And what we go through, it's how we actually come out the other end. It is. That's something that I really want to do because it's our choice. We can grab hold of all sorts of things and people to help us get there, but we have to actually make the conscious decision to actually move ahead. So from there, um, I built the house. My daughter ended up being fine. They now teach her, um, the specialist teaches her particular operation around the world because it was the first of all constructs, the strongest of all constructs in her neck because she dislocated C1, smashed C2, C3, and dislocated C1, uh, C4. That is automatically normally a hangman's break, which is you are dead or you're a quadriplegic. And she wasn't neither. So they had to move really quickly. So we were very lucky. We had one of the world's leading surgeons here at the time who had just moved to Perth two or three weeks prior. 
So mm. we're very lucky. So she's now walking, talking, able body person. Took her five years to get over that operation, uh, over that accident. Um, but now we're great. So now what it, we moved to is that um, I ended up meeting a lovely man and I remarried four years ago next month. And I have four beautiful children and I have eight gorgeous grandchildren. And at the time I had five grandkids and yeah. that walked me from the house to puppy. So from there, um, we uh, we had that which was really, really lovely. So from there, we, um, we moved on. While I was working at, um, while I was working, I can hear someone typing. <laughs> I can hear typing too. I can hear someone typing. Um, so from there, what we did is that the year after my um, year after my husband died, the company I was working with yes. put all of us through a HBDI profile, and uh, we all thought, oh yeah, what's this? Is this something that's going to you know help our performance or it's going to measure us and it was really different and it actually changed how I thought, how uh -huh. I um, managed things. It helped me take out the emotional side of my decision making. It was one of I the see. best tools that I have ever used and it totally changed my life to five years ago when after Tara had her car accident seven years ago. Yeah. I started um, a new job because I needed to be at home more with her. Yes, yes. And so with working in this um, position, I, I built up this business for this lady. Um, then it came to is that, okay, what am I going to do now? And everyone said, you need to get out speaking and you need to be doing this um, brain thinking. So I became a HBDI practitioner. And from there, um, we developed brain thinking. Why we called it brain thinking is our brain never stops thinking, oh. and especially women. So yes. a little scenario. All of you, you're, you're in bed late at night. You, The husband gets up, goes to the loo, comes back, lays down. Within seconds, he's back snoring again, correct? Correct. We get up. We get up on the way to the loo. We are all thinking, oh, now, what do we have to do tomorrow? I've got to do this. Have I done that? Have I made sure this is done? We do that all the way back. We get into bed, and the next thing you know, we're getting angry at him because he's already asleep and we can't sleep. So mm -hmm. that's a small scenario, but when we understand why we are the way we are, it makes a big difference because men actually have an ability to actually stop thinking and keep breathing. Um, women don't. Amazing. So, yeah. So with the HBDI, HBDI stands for Herman Brain Dominance Instrument. So Herman, uh -huh. Herman, Herman uh, developed this back in the 60s and him and two other neuroscientists worked out, and this is where we worked at our limbic area and our cerebral area part of our brains, as to why we think the way we do which parts of is it is instinct so instinct part is that it's just naturally born to us so when you sneeze you put your head down and close your eyes and you cannot sneeze without doing that you'll naturally do it if something yes. happens it's fight or flight you know we have that um, naturally instinct so from there um they developed it this in um this beautiful metaphor 
So with it, with the brain, obviously about the brain, the dominance, they discovered that the left side of the brain controls the right side of the body and vice versa. And that's how we know a lot of things about strokes today because of these, which is absolutely fantastic. So in this, um, a lot of, then you've got the dominant side of it and then it's an instrument. So this is a metaphor that they came up and realized that there is actually only four thinking styles that we have and it's come from us from when we're children. So as we grow older, we develop our thinking. We know roughly how we think and where we go and what we're doing. But it's when we're under pressure that it is really important because when we're under pressure, that's when we tend to make our mistakes and we'll often go, oh, I wish I had done this. I wish I had done that. Why did I do this? I actually helped to alleviate that and I proved it with going through what I had to do. So I became a practitioner and it's been one of the best things um, that I have used. Um, it's a tool. It's, um, it's something that anyone and everyone can use. A lot of the corporate companies use it um, and they use it in their, um, you know, their, their teams and it's great for management to understand as to how people think, why they think the way they do and how they perform things. So if you've got someone that goes for a job and, and for a sales job, they, they may, you know, have just gone to it because they needed the job but they might actually be better analytically in, you know, doing yes. numbers and in the background. Yeah. But they haven't told anyone because they needed the sales job or they needed a job. Yeah. So this is where we go in later into the into the um, companies and we do these, these profiles and then they have a look and go, okay, let's restructure so that you actually have the company working as a whole brain. So you've got your your analytical side, you've got your organised side, you've got your feeling side and you've got your creative side. We all dabble a little bit in each of them, but some of us are way stronger in all of them. Before we go into each of the individual styles, I've got some questions coming in um, and, and I thought we might just digress a bit and answer those. So Harper wants to know, why do you take the emotions out of this tool? When we tend to go buying, sometimes we will tend to buy something on the emotional side of things and then we get home and later we realise that really wasn't a good decision. So when like shopping when you're hungry, shopping. grocery shopping yeah, when you're hungry. Exactly. You should always eat before you go shopping, then you will never buy half the things that you're doing. When you're in business, when it comes to making that decision, we a lot of decisions are made emotionally. Yes. especially women. Yes. But when it's a decision that it has to be made analytically, I help teach you how to work, how to do that. So you can take the emotional side out of it and make a rational, informed decision and know it's a, it's a great decision to do. So right. small businesses who are a sole trader or has two or three people often think, oh, I can't do this because that's a corporate thing. No, because you need to, because when it comes to a small business, they can't afford to make mistakes. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And um, this is something that's, yeah, it's great. So Zap wants to know, how do people become this type of practitioner? Oh, 
I can lead you to that, that you can actually become a practitioner. Absolutely. There is a lot of people that uh, companies will send off and they will become a practitioner for their for their company and they will do it there. Um, Herman uh, International, who I'm affiliated with, they will do can it for Can you teach practitioners, Kerry? I can't, no, because I'm not a, a trainer for trainer. that. I can mm-hmm. try, I can help do you as yes. in um, that. I have a, a link on my website. When you go onto my website, www.brainthinking.com.au, in there, there is um, a strengths that you go in and you'll answer a questionnaire. Then yes. it will come back and then you'll answer another questionnaire. And within 48 48 hours or so, I will get back to you and that will give, give you a mini profile. It is, um, it's valued at $100. You get that for free. I send you a couple of little things. It's only a snapshot. It's only about a, a tenth of what a profile will do for you. Mm-hmm. So it's only and a small amount. And it's about not only helping businesses but helping you understand how your brain thinks in everyday life absolutely i had one woman said oh my goodness boy this has made it so much easier that i am actually conversing with my mother-in-law so much easier that i think she's wondering what on earth i've done so it helps you to actually talk to other people on their thinking style so when you have had your profile done you understand the thinking styles and then when you talk to others, you'll go, okay, they are more analytical or they're very creative. Yeah. And they teach and help you to work out how to work out who, how they are and how they think. Obviously, we can't, I, you know, when meeting someone, I can't tell where they go under pressure. Yeah. That's much deeper. So in the questionnaire that that. Um, I send a link to help do it, which actually, Tony, I will be doing with you. So you'll be able to let yes. know. So listeners, because so, Kerry yeah. is um, partnered with Radio Tony now, we're going to do some of this work uh, live on air <laughs> to help you understand how the process uh, uh, works. We thought that would be uh, a fun thing to do to help educate and I'll I'll be the person that does it and Kerry will be explaining how that works. Um, Kerry, before we get, uh, I've got a few more questions from our wonderful listeners. Terry wants to know, uh, this tool was developed back in the 60s. Why is it only coming out now? Well, partially I'll answer that. It's not that it's only coming out now. It's it's only that it's being, I'm working with you, so you made me aware of it. So we're just uh, letting our listeners know that there are these tools um, that can help you. And David wants to know, Kerry, are you a doctor? No, I'm not a doctor. Um, I do have medical um, people in the family. Um, but just going back slightly, um, that last question was... Um, what was that last question? Uh, Zap wanted to know how do you become uh, this type of practitioner. Okay. Terry wanted to know back in the 60s, why is it only okay. coming out now? David so, wanted to know if you're a doctor. Okay, so Charles wants to know can one profile one's own self? James wants to know are you taking volunteers for this on air? <laughs> okay, so Terry, um, 
that was with the 60s. 60s. It, it yes. has been out. There is uh, about 3.9 million or people around the world that have done this. It is around the world. Wow. We can, uh, yeah, it's amazing. Um, and so it's not just coming out now. It's just that you are just hearing it for Think the first about time. about it now. Yes. So it's been around. No, I'm not a doctor. Um, I don't think I would be very good because I'm no good when I see blood, uh, especially <laughs> if it's mine. Um, but we do have medical in the family. Um, but I do love, I've always been very interested in the brain and how we think, why it's we think the way we fascinating. do. Fascinating. Yeah, it is. It's fascinating. And when we do the questionnaire to do the actual profile, is that there is a section in there that actually puts your brain under pressure. Now, your brain doesn't know what puts it under pressure. It just knows it's under pressure. And that's how they're able to develop, to work out as to where your thinking goes. When someone sees their profile, once they have done it, they go, oh, my goodness, it's amazing. So a, a little um, example is that when you're driving somewhere and you know roughly where you've got to go and you're in your mind and you're thinking, oh, I think I've got to go here, I think I've got to go there. But then when you see it in the map, you go, oh, it makes it really clear. That's yes. what I do with your thinking. So we map out your thinking. And when you see it in hard form in front of you, you go, oh, my goodness, because we are visual people. We yes. need to see things visually. And so that's what they've done. They've developed it to make it so much easier. So, Jerry, James wants to know, are we taking volunteers for this live on air? Well, you and I hadn't actually talked about that. So, James, I think Kerry and I might have another discussion about this off air and we might be able to do that with some of our listeners. So, watch this space. Kerry, Leonard wants to know, how can this profile help people? Okay. This can help you in yourself understand how you think and why you think the way you do. In turn, it will help you to have conversations with anyone at any time on any subject because you understand the thinking processes and by when you start talking to people, you will automatically go, ah, they're this person or there's that person. Yeah. So on an example, when I was a representative for the company that we did this with, there was one dairy manager that I found it really, really hard to get along with. I'd go in and go, good morning, how are you? And chat along. Once we did this, I went, oh my goodness, he's analytical because he would just put his head down, keep working and go, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I thought, he's this. So next time I saw him, which was about 18 months later, I walked up and said, John, I need up and go in the corner, such and such a time, and I need nine pallets. He just went, done. That was all the conversation. I left out the fluffy stuff, which is our emotional side. I left out the creative. I just went point to point because analytical people just like facts and figures. Or that, that From then on, that was always our conversation. I never said good morning. I never said, said goodbye. I never said thank you. We just were very blunt. And he was one of my best dairy managers after that. Fantastic. So in answer to Missy's question, Missy says, you're saying we can see our way of thinking from using this tool. And that's Absolutely. correct, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Because when you have it done um, professionally and when I present it and do it for you because it's through Herman they do all my printing and everything for you you get a full 
uh, profile you get a bear or a brain in the color that you um in the quadrants that you are least thinking about that helps you. We have a mini flip chart. There's a lot of things that I throw in. So so the total value of having this is $532. Um, so we Again, can, Australian dollars. Australian dollars. So we can actually do something, um, Tony, later that we can present that we could give a bit of a discount because I have to pay X amount for all the printing and paying. Yeah, yeah. So. So later on, we can discuss that after and, and we might be able to do something for your listeners. Excellent, because um, Kerry will be working with me as my um, sponsor for, for a number of months going forward and into 2020. So we have lots of room where we can offer things to our listeners because we're partnered together. Um, I've put Kerry's website at the top of the chat box it's called brainthinking.com.au and Renee wants to know do any people have more than one way of thinking what a great question Renee no because your your thinking is your thinking so in in a partial way maybe a little bit yes only mm -hmm. because your thinking will change when you're under pressure Yes. So you'll technically have your main thinking, which is how you'll think every day. Then when you're under pressure, then it will change slightly. Sometimes it does change quite dramatically. So when I, with my profile, I'm okay creatively, but when I'm under pressure, my creativity drops to next to nothing and I go highly into the organisation. Uh -huh. So late husband understood this quite well, but not knowing it at the time. And he'd say, you're going to get angry lately soon? And I went, why? He said, the cupboards need cleaning. <laughs> so, so some people, we can, we can often see it in others, but we often don't see it in ourselves. And the other thing is I often get asked is, what's the perfect profile? There yeah. actually is no perfect profile. The perfect profile is yours. Your thinking is you. So by understanding you, yours is perfect because you are now going to elaborate on it and you are going to be able to work with it and understand you. It's a way to empower you. Um, and the other thing is, is that, you know, when you go to conferences or you go to um, meetings and at work, there are some people that you just don't connect with. But yeah. Others, just connect with straight away and this yeah. comes down to a lot about personality and a lot about thinking and so with that you will actually be able to go and speak to those that you normally wouldn't get on with and to be able to have a good conversation because you understand the thinking um, styles yeah um, I've got a great comment from James, but before I read that Scott wants to know how long does it take to get your own profile Okay, so the the longest, um, the, well, the shortest is usually around a couple of weeks. So I send yeah. you a link. Uh, you will um, fill out the questionnaire. Yes. Then, um, then we, I will get a automatic thing from them from Herman, letting me know that you've completed it. They will print it all, and if you are living away from me, we'll have it sent to you. Yes. And that which means you, you in America, America, that's no problem. 
Yep, not a problem. So with Tony, we're going to be sending it to her. She's not allowed to open it or you won't be allowed to open it until we are on um, Skype. And yes. then we will un, um, undeliver it or unwrap it yes, together. together. So with that, you get to understand where it is. And I then you I'm on tap for you anytime. You can ring me, you can have a look. But most people, um, it's it's um Does it, it take you like an hour to fill happen? out the questions? It's, no, usually around about twenty been twenty minutes and thirty minutes on average. Twenty minutes, yeah. Yeah, between twenty minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour, Scott, to answer the questionnaire. So the other thing is is that when doing it, the first thing your first initial thought is the correct one don't sit so there don't think about it just do no, it no, just do it because okay. that is your correct thinking pattern uh, so zap wants to know how long did it take you to study to be a practitioner um, how long was your course the, the study to practitioner because i had already been using it for many years to yeah. become a practitioner it was a full-on three-day course Okay. Um, it was, that's not really that long if no, you compare it to a degree or something. No, no, it's not. It's a it's a massive intensive um, it'll cost you thousands of dollars to do it. Yes. Uh, but it's full on it's full on. But what it does is that there is ongoing training all the time. We have meetings, um, professional development days. Yes. There is our own um, web things. There's resources. There is everything. We have a Herman puts has a um, a sales manager that I see if I had need to see anyone or do anything. Um, they're there. So it's an ongoing thing. But to do the initial uh, training is three days, and then yeah. it's just continue on from there that you grow in yourself. That's really quite a lot of value. Um, James is just saying, use your show engineer as a test subject, would you? We've been trying to find out more about her, but she don't say much. So oh. our lovely rebel, who is just one of the biggest blessings in my life as a host, she makes everything run perfectly and I, I, I just love her. And yes, she's a very private person, so I'm not sure that we'd have much success in getting rebel to uh, do this for but we can try. Uh, Zap wants to know, is that for everyone who wants to take the study? How much are we talking in price to do this study? Can we do it from anywhere? Great question, Zap. Off you go, Kerry. Yeah, yes, we can. It is for anyone. We usually say until you've finished school and you've had a year or two out in the workforce. Yes. Um, that is the best time. It is for anyone. It can be, we can do either individuals, couples, businesses or corporate companies. It can go from anyone. Um, and what was the rest of the question? Uh, how much are we talking in price so, to do the study and can we do it from anywhere? Yes, you can do it from anywhere. And it is normally $532. But for your listeners today, if they want to do that and they um, want it, we will take off uh, $100 and make it $432. The other thing is, is that it, you don't have to pay it out straight away. Mm -hmm. um, we do a payment plan um, yes. and it, it makes it easy. So, guys, um, 
the link for Kerry's company if you want to ask questions and her uh, email address. I'm going to pop it into the chat box uh, just again so that you can email Kerry and uh, ask her anything that you need to about uh, do using the tool or uh, doing the um, the course itself. And we're supposed to go to a break, but I'm just going to keep Kerry for five more minutes, Rebel. Um, we'll cut into the next segment. That's fine. But I just wanted to make sure that our listeners had had all their questions answered before I let Kerry go off air. Um, so basically there's four components to how our brain thinks and we will either be analytical and what are the other three Kerry uh, organized analytical organized feeling uh, which feeling, is the side and creative and creative so those are the four sides or components yeah. of our yeah. brain and how we think thinking styles and so your analytical organized is usually your left brain and your um is the left side and then you've got your um right side is usually your feeling and creative side most ceos will all have the creative side in them because they yes. are visionaries they will see the the future and see how it's going so for it for instance richard branson is highly creative so yes. when someone is like that he goes to the analytical and he said i've got this idea you find the money yes goes to the organized you organize it to happen goes to the creative to the um emotional which is usually your salespeople. you yes. sell it and then we're going to put it together and so that's how the companies work so by having the right people years ago when companies um tend to create the same as them so they whoever was employing or doing the interviewing process yeah. they would tend to interview and hire the same thinking as them but not realizing it so then a lot of companies were weak in one area as we've grown over the years we've realized that we we can't have all the same as us otherwise the business will fail and that's yeah. what's happened and that's why this is so brilliant for an individual or a sole trader or a small business so that you can work it out and i've got heaps of of um case studies to show you that i've done myself and yeah. one particular woman she had had two businesses and failed the third one was going down the gurgler and she um someone said you've got to go and see kerry we um did this and she went oh my goodness now i understand why they've failed okay. she turned that around but she's also highly creative so she said i had this idea and i said well why don't you run with it? So she has an autistic grandchild and she's one and she's a, a, a draftsman and architect and she's wanted to go into helping to be able to design homes for um, uh, autism and autism yes. children. So because they, it is different how they work. She has now got enabling spaces. She's off to Memphis um, at the end of this month to speak. And her business has just gone great guns because she now understands why her business has failed because she was in her um, under pressure area and now she knows how to work that and she's okay. So I've got some more questions from Zap. Zap is absolutely intrigued with this. So Zap, 
just to clarify, there's two portions to what we're talking about today. One is the study that Kerry has done to be a practitioner. That's the three-day intensive course that leaves you with the certificates and the help to do it. And that, I understand, is a number of thousands of dollars. And the second component is the tool that Kerry helps you go through that gives you how your brain thinks and helps you communicate in a better way. Is, is that, am I describing that correctly, Kerry Fazap? Yes. So you can either, I, I'm a practitioner, which means that I can um, do a profile on anyone anywhere in the world, um, or you can, uh, a person come to me and you can have your profile done. So if you wanted to develop and become a practitioner, absolutely contact me on my website. Yes, yes, and then I can um, put him in in touch with our um, salesperson, and then he can attend and do the practitioner uh, course, and then he can become a practitioner. There you go, Doing so, yeah. Willow wants to know: Will this profile help? Help someone get out of their own way. Oh, I think so, Kerry. Don't yeah. you? Yes, it does. But it's like anything. If if you, it's a tool. If yes. you put your effort into it, it will work for you. If you yeah. don't, it won't. So it's one of these things is that once you understand your thinking, 99% of people will all change the way they, they think and the way they make their decisions. And yeah. that is, that's the main thing. It's brilliant. Fantastic. Well, Kerry, I'm just delighted to have had you on the show this morning. We've gone a little bit over our segment, but that's fine. I can we'll rearrange something. Um, just so our listeners know, Kerry is going to be on my show regularly. So whatever questions you didn't get answered fully today we can answer in the upcoming weeks i've also put her website and her email address in the chat box so please get in touch with kerry she would love to answer your questions and help you be involved in getting your own profile and working out how your own brain works so we're quickly going to pop on to a break when i come back i'm going to talk to you briefly about my uh show sponsor tracy and then we have the delightful Yogita, who's going to tell us all about her upcoming retreat. Thanks, Kerry. Over to you, Rebel. Radio Tony on W4WN, a platform for the unheard. Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty is the new book from Australian author Tony Londis. Available in paper, ebook, and audiobook formats, Resilience is the true life story of Tony experiencing and surviving trauma, abuse, mental health issues, and the ultimate betrayal of someone she fell in love with. Exposing moral issues you may have dealt with too. Read how hope and happiness triumph in her life. Available at Amazon.com and all good online retailers. Radio Tony on W4WN. Your safe space for tough conversations. And welcome back to Radio Tony. Just a quick word about my other sponsor, Tracy Tully. Tracy is a speaker, mentor, author, and a two times whistleblower in the education system in Australia. She travels around Australia and internationally um, and speaks 
on the national, state, regional and local levels and has done that for over 40 years. Under the banner of her dot-com brand, she says, I can show you how to find the sweet spot in everything you do. She is a motivation percolator, wordsmith and distiller of fear. Tracy creates influential speakers all over the world by helping people unlock their voice to lift their profile, prestige and profit. She teaches how to overcome fear of public speaking through motivation and resilience. And she works everywhere and anywhere all over the world. You can book her for a one-on-one session to find out more about mastering your fear of public speaking. And I will put up Tracy's website in a moment. Now, she likes to say that life is like a box of chocolates. Each sweet delicacy is a goal enticing you to keep moving forward. In every box, there will be one or two chocolates you just don't like. I'll show you how to find the sweet spot in everything you think of and do. Most of the battle is achieving the right mindset. So Tracy has a number of upcoming workshops coming to places in Australia. And again, I will put up her website and her details when I have a moment. But we have online today the wonderful Yogita Ridley. And Yogita is uh, a solo traveler and her website is called Traveling With Me, Myself and I. And she's a successful businesswoman, CEO and founder of Traveling With Me, Myself and I. She wears a few different hats, a solo travel specialist, she's a mindset coach, an award-winning international speaker, an author and blogger with over a decade of solo traveling experience. Yugita started in the corporate world as an accountant after finishing her degree in accounting and economics. She then adventured into her own retail business with her husband. Yugita loves trying different things and she is not scared to take a risk, uh, she says. After selling her retail businesses in New Zealand, Yugita came to live in Australia with her young family. She bought a hotel business where she was the CEO and general manager for 10 years. Having worked in leadership roles, accounting, management, marketing and sales in Australia and New Zealand, Yagita has an outstanding knowledge of business and human behaviour. She's a firm believer in knowledge is per- that knowledge is powerful um, and important for growth and Yugita's passion lies in how the human mind works and she's certified coach of neuro-linguistic programming, which we'll talk about in a minute. You might have heard NLP before, so we'll ask Yugita all about that. Now Yugita's business is helping women to discover their full potential, true beauty and authentic self. Her motto is solo travel to self-discovery. She runs one-on-one coaching, workshops, retreats and speaks at events when she's not traveling to the unknown so hello Yagita. hello tony how are you i'm really good i'm so excited to have you on the show today um it's been a jam-packed show and we've had lots of input from our amazing listeners today so let's talk about 
your upcoming retreat? Yes, it's going to be on the 1st, 2nd and 3rd of November on the Sunshine Coast in Australia and I am super excited. Um, the three days will be jam-packed with beautiful women learning how to have their uh, mind, body, heart and soul connection aligned um, yes. so they can attract the energy they really want um, to, you know, unlock and, and tap into that um, pot potential of, you know, having their yes. dreams and living their lives the way they want to. So it's yeah. just going to be amazing three days for sure. So the whole retreat is about um, self-discovery, isn't it, Yugita? That's correct, yes. So the self-discovery is all about who you are and everything you are starts with your mind, your body, your heart and your soul. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it is a process that is a ongoing, um, you, you know, it's not just something that you can just learn in five days or three days no. and you're good for life. But for that, that first step into something like this is amazing to spend three days to learn how you can actually start this process. For me, myself, I had to do this um, to unlock my potential um, because for a very long time I labeled my potential as my weakness like now yes. when I've shifted that from my weakness to my gift um, and when I say this I'm talking about um, I actually have a dyslexia as, as a problem so yes. spelling reading writing was not something that I was uh, born to do yeah. um, but for 30 years of my life, I defined that as my weakness. And then the more I got to learn who I am, the more I connected with my mind, my body, my heart and my soul, yes. I found that this is actually not a weakness. It's a gift in disguise that I need to yes. unlock and tap yeah. into this whole um, way my brain is wired with this genius ability to create and help and, and nurture people. So um, once I found that, I just, um, you know, I just went like, okay, I need to now pass this to everybody who needs my help. So yes. the retreat's the biggest way to, um, you know, spend time with me um, where we, um, you know, really tap into one each person at a time, even though it's not one-to-one -one kind of coaching, but we, I keep the our numbers small, so we have very intimate um, connection. We get yeah. to really know you. You get to really know me. And in that time, you get to know yourself, which is the most important part. That's that's what the retreat's all about, learning the genius you are and the gift that you have that, um, you know, right through our lives, the society tells us, you know, um, the conditioning happens and um, yes. teachers tell us and the boss tells you and then the husband's children, everybody else tells you you are something except yeah. for what you tell yourself you are. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that's where when I found my, um, uh, my space where I went like, okay, I need to do this. Yeah. Without anybody else telling me who I am, yeah. that's where the solo traveling part came along where I had to, f at first I had to run away from my life to find me. 
yes. which makes no sense, but that's how it went. And, yeah. um, and now I see how that actually helped me so much that yeah. I had the space for myself. I had the time for myself. I had no other chores or responsibilities or demands of me. The only thing I had to do is like literally love myself, accept myself, know myself. And, and that love, when I talk about self-love, I'm going deeper than self-love on the outside. This is yes. the self-love on the inside, the part that, you know, you already have the genius inside. So once you find that, you find that it is unshakable and unbreakable, like nothing from the outside world can take that away from you. And so that's really, where the power and, comes in. Yuki, to tell our listeners why it's important to discover self-love, why is it important to bring that into your life? It's a really good question. The reason why it's so important is because you, when you have that self-love, you're not defined with anything on the outside. When I say anything on the outside, I'm actually talking about everything to do with your uh, partner or your family or your job yeah. or your weight yeah. or your income. Uh, all those things are not defining you. So what happens is, say, for example, you're a happily married woman, um, you have a great job, and in split second, you are now divorced. Um, yes. That breaks you into pieces. But if you have got self-love and that unshakable uh, belief in yourself yes. and your being is not defined by your partner or your marriage, yes, yes. of course it's going to hurt because your marriage has ended, but it's not going to break you. It's not going to make you um, go in depression and, and, you know, play the role of a victim because you have self-love. You don't need that person to make you complete. You're complete on your own. Within yourself. Within yourself. So there's like this beautiful um, saying that I live by, and I, I really believe this, that it's not that you're not entitled to have anything or you're not entitled to have um, um, things that, um, you know, you love, but yeah. your, all those things that you own shouldn't own you. It's, yes. it's like one of those beautiful sayings that once you get this, that everything that you have is just to complement your lifestyle. It shouldn't yeah. own who you are. Um, yeah. You know, I work with quite a lot of women who have been through um, divorce, that have been through abuse, that have lost their jobs, that have um, attracted really bad relationships, and they've been through trauma where they've lost a loved one. Um, one beautiful lady that I work with lost her son, um, yeah. you know, to overdose. And these, these things are horrible pain to go through yeah. um, and uh, once you you know once you encounter them even though a lot of times we actually say to ourselves that you know time will heal this um, yeah. in time it hurts less but it doesn't yes. heal what happens is our conscious mind takes over 
and um, we start clouding it with all sorts of other things um, in simple terms, their addiction to overcome this pain. So you yes. you constantly keeping yourself busy, whether it's like, you know, some people go into alcohol, some people go yes. into drugs, gambling, sex, whatever it is that you're disguising your pain with. Yeah. It's causing more pain because now you're on a different level of um, um, energy where you are actually producing a lot of guilt, hurt, yeah. fear, and you know, and then so it's like a fast slide down to depression hole, um, yes. and then that leads to all sorts of terminal illness and so forth and so forth. Yeah. So the the best way to avoid all of these things is actually create a life that you actually want for yourself and then you attract everybody in your space That's with right. that energy you bring them up so your energy levels high you're bringing everybody else's energy level high so instead of going from guilt hurt anger shame all of that your energy is at the space of uh, love passion gratitude so you know you when you have that energy you attract that energy as well so it kind of like gets um, you know, it's like a viral situation. All your children are having the same effect and your husband's yeah. got the same effect. Your workmates have got the same effect. So it's like bringing everybody up to your level of energy. Rather than going bringing down. you down. That's correct. Yeah. So if yeah. you don't have that self-love within you, your energy level is not going to be high. You're going to be easily sucked in with everybody else's toxic um, you know, negativity around you all the time. And um, it also, and it, it makes you vulnerable to people that would treat you badly, uh, speak to you inappropriately. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And this is one of the lessons I learned was that as soon as I had a good relationship with myself, every other relationship on the outside of me yeah. became beautiful. Yes. So it was a mirror effect. Like I had better relationship with people I work with. I had better relationship with my husband. I had better relationship with my children and, uh, you know, my friends. So it's before when I was relating to my weakness, I was so ashamed to share the fact that I actually have a problem. Everything I saw in me was um, a shame and yes. wrong and negative. So when I looked at other people, I saw the same things. Yeah. And so now I see someone else, doesn't matter who it is, I only see the beauty in them because I only see the beauty in me. So that's yeah. the reflection of how you feel. And, uh, you know, for me, the longest relationship I will have with anybody is myself. And that yes. relationship, I would like to have a really, you know, happy, emotionally satisfying and, and, and you know, full of love. Um, you know, so there there is no such thing as like when I look in the mirror and go, oh, girl, you are fat. You know, <laughs> I look in the mirror and I go, oh, I love you. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a big shift and it takes time. It takes time. And when I meet beautiful women, they're just defining themselves with very, very, um, you know, um, negative emotions yeah. um, because they don't see themselves through their eyes. They see themselves through everybody else's eyes, the society. And, and society, society can be is... very rude and very cool. Yes. And yeah, yes. yeah. So, um, you know, I, I believe in the fact that if you have very good relationship with yourself, like strong inner self-love, 
Yes. Um, everything else on the outside just literally falls into place exactly the way you want it. Yeah. Um, and same applies for relationships. You know, I work with quite a lot of um, single moms who literally say to me that all the good men are taken, <laughs> you know, and it's like, where do you find one? It's like, honey, you just have to love yourself and you'll attract the one attract who the will right love. one. That's right. And there's, you know, throw away the list of, you know, tall, dark, handsome. (laughs) You just be that tall, dark and, and, you know, and that and and everything else will just attract you exactly the way you want it. And uh, and same goes for work as well. A lot of businesswomen I meet, uh, businessmen as well. Yeah. And they all say, I work so hard and I'm constantly, you know, running, chasing, hassling, um, everything else that, you know, the, the, the modern technology says you should do, the modern society says that we want. Uh, he's, you know, they're, they're all doing that. But at the end of the day, all you have to do is know exactly what you want and exactly yes. how you're going to help people. And it just fixes all the problem of hassling. You don't have yeah. to hassle because you attract them. You just attract yeah. them, you know, so save all that energy, enjoy life instead of chasing people, <laughs> running yeah. around for, for something that's not, you know, that's not supposed to be yours anyway. Yeah. And just, just relax and, and enjoy it. And that's what we will be teaching yeah. at the retreat because, um, you know, it's most of these things are general knowledge and people go, oh, I already know that information. Yeah. Then why don't you use it? <laughs> Mm-hmm. And that's where the conscious mind and some conscious mind conflicts because you're always operating from the conscious level. Yes. Um, we, we are just programmed that way. We are not sitting still long enough to tap into our, our subconscious uh, genius, you know. Yeah. So at that retreat, you learn that, um, how to, you learn the, the simple tools on on each thing, how the mind works, how the body works and how the heart works and how the soul works. And normally when I say soul, a lot of people get very conflicted with this, you know, uh, soul or spirituality or awareness or consciousness, whatever you want to call it. It's It's it's, all the same thing. It's all the same thing, but it's very powerful word. It it makes or breaks a person Um, and you need to know how you can um, make that your best friend, make your body your best friend make your mind your best friend and without making them work for you because right now if you're not if you don't have the life you want all these things are working against you they're not working for you so that's the biggest difference in how you are going to be able to connect them and with these retreats I learned how to connect them and then I've been on this journey for 10 years and uh, the best thing I ever did for myself was to, you know, um, tell myself that I deserve more and allow myself to have more because a lot of us, especially moms, we create all these excuses that, you know, we're a mom, we can't leave our children behind, we can't spend money on us. Um, you know, on on moms, but you can spend money on, you know, lots of alcohol or lots of food that's, you know, wasted and all those things that you, when you really think about it, a lot of things are wasted for no good reason when it could be spent on you. All you have to do is just allow yourself and, uh, and tell yourself that you deserve this. And this is, if you are a, a person that has got like, unbreakable and unshakable love for yourself 
you're yeah. going to be an amazing mother. Imagine the kind of children you're going to be raising. Yeah. You know, I kind of at first thought I've lost the lost the boat. I'm not, you know, I'm not a good mom and and I know I wasn't because what I was teaching my children is to hustle and make as much money as possible and push and you have to have A's in in school and this and that and the other. And my children were struggling and now the shift in me they allowed to be themselves yes. because I allowed myself to be me. Yeah. And those girls feel free to do whatever they want. And they reminded me the fact that their lives are theirs for them yeah. to live, not for me to control it. And mm -hmm. mine is for me to live, not for, for me to hide behind walls and, and, and uh, you know, not, not be ashamed of Or have of your what... children as the sole focus of your life. Yeah, exactly. You have to live hey. for yourself. Yagita, I've got some questions coming in and I'm conscious that I don't want to run out of time and not answer all the questions. Sure, so absolutely. Renee wants to know um, your upcoming retreat. It's in Queensland, Australia. And the other thing I want to mention in saying that you do retreats at other places as well, don't you, Yagita? That's correct, yes. So um, there will be one in Australia, which is coming up in November, and yeah. then there will be one in India, which I will be putting all the details on, on my website. Um, and then I, I will be hosting a few more through 2020 and 21. Um, across New Zealand, Italy, and India again, and Australia again. So, yeah. And just so you, our listeners know that Yugita, and if you pop onto her website, you can see details of all her retreats, but Yugita can, Yugita can help you with your arrangements like flights and uh other accommodation, accommodations and yeah. tours and everything yeah so like yeah. Uh, last year when we did the india uh, retreat india tour uh, the girls did five days at the retreat and then we added the uh, tour of uh, extra things to see around uh, new delhi and we went to the taj mahal which was beautiful um and so you don't have to fly together but i can book all your flights i can book yes. your accommodations i can book your tours insurances and everything else or also advice on mm. immunizations Fantastic. and so forth as well so yeah so you can it's kind of like one pack yes. <laughs> and, and, yes. and hassle free for whoever wants to come along it's specifically designed for people who want to travel or need to travel by themselves that's correct yeah so even though you if you are traveling in the group situation like you're traveling together with me you will still be very much on your own yes. um, and uh, that is done on purpose because the whole journey is all about you yeah. um, getting in mm -hmm. tune with your intuition listening to your gut feelings listening to your thought process and learning to love you know your your own company um yeah. so what i do is i especially the ones who um some beautiful ladies that have had never done this before and they are a bit reluctant so i hold hands like you know um yeah. in say same some places and then i'm i let them go knowing that i'm there if they need me so they feel quite comfortable yeah so yeah it, it is a a um, good stepping stone and then once they've done a couple of um tours with me or, or you know one um, retreat with me they're ready to fly on their own yeah. and uh, and some of them have been doing it um, like you know one lady I had she did one retreat and one tour and now last year she's had 
single um, tours that she did all on her own, solo traveling about five different countries. Fantastic. So I, said, I know. It is amazing to see your baby grow and fly away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You amazing. I'm sorry to interrupt. We've got just three more questions I want to try and get. So Jay says, what levels of energy are there? Mark says, why do women have that thought process? And Ivy says, what, why don't we teach this to ourselves? Yeah, good question. Why don't they, we teach this ourselves? <laughs> it, it is because I think the society we live in, um, it's conditioned that we don't put ourselves first because yes. it's classed as selfish. Um, but the selfish um, person comes from a place of fear. Self-love comes from a place of love and passion. So that's the difference between why don't we teach that? So from yeah. day go, I think we need, that's why I am doing this is because I think we need to change this. I want to teach my children and then my grandchildren. And, and from there on, it needs to be a viral um, thing that everybody needs to know how to do self-love. And I think it will create a better world for, for, for sure. Yeah. Uh, why do women don't Have spend time and money on themselves? Was that <laughs> one of the questions? Yeah. Um, Mark wanted to know, why do women have this thought process? Why don't we, we look after ourselves? Yeah, women are nurturers. We are born with that uh, nurturing uh, ability. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the worst things we do is like we give, give, give till we get to a place where we're burnt out and exhausted. And yeah. then when we get to that stage, we start blaming everybody who we're giving it to. Yeah. Um, so that that's that's where relationships break up. That's where you lose your children to drugs and everything else. And because, you know, in hindsight, it's a toxic relationship. Even though you love your children to bits, um, it's a toxic relationship. You, you are not born on this planet to control your children um, or control anybody for that matter. You are yeah. only in control of your own being. Um, so, yeah, so I think it is now um, up to women to take that responsibility that if they are better moms, they're better they're better me than you're better. better everything else. Yes, mm -hmm. you're a better wife, you're better mother, you're better daughter, you're better boss or owner or worker. So it all starts with you. Yeah. And sorry, what was the other question? Jace wants to know what levels of energy are there? Okay, so the the lowest state of energy is guilt and shame. That yeah. if you are in that energy, you are like um, constantly dragging your feet and everything you do tends to fall apart because you are um, you need to let that go goal for you to free yourself like if you can imagine both of your shoulders with 20 kgs on each side yeah. how heavy is that to carry and you're doing that on a constant basis you're doing that yeah. every day in and out without even knowing it because it comes from somewhere you have either like I had the shame and the shame was not because I had done something wrong or someone has done something wrong I was just born with dyslexia it was nothing yeah. that anybody did it was nobody's fault but I was so embarrassed because when I started school people were laughing at me 
Yeah. And teachers told me I was stupid and not good enough. I will not amount to anything. Yeah. So I just started hiding that information that I was so shameful that I couldn't spell when everybody could spell. Like the, you know, the, the kid who couldn't walk properly could spell, you know. So I was comparing myself with these different social images and social conditioning. And that's the point, lowest level of that's the lowest energy level. there is. Yeah, and then the highest level of energy is literally gratitude. Yes. So when you get to gratitude and love, you do things for people without expecting anything in return. Yes. And when you get to that level, you are literally flying with yes. happiness and like joy yes. and people are attracted to you and good things just come to you. You don't even have to look for it or ask for it. And there's a whole lot in the middle, but we'll have to have another session on that. We are out of time and I promise (laughs) to bring Yogita back onto the show, everyone. So we might actually have a lovely conversation about energy levels. We are out of time and Rebel is reminding me that we're out of time. Thank you, my amazing listeners. Thank you to my fabulous guest. It's been a wonderful show, and I look forward to talking to you all next week. Bye, everyone. Radio Tony, your safe space for tough conversations, exposing secrets, and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony, a platform for the unheard. Radio Tony. With Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Radio 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 Tony. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Radio Tony. Back next Thursday from 7pm Eastern Standard Time, live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Mom.